Hello? Hello? Hello, Cliffy? Cliffy, it's Uncle Cliff Cliff. Cliffy? It's podcast time. And now, the Birthday Boy Podcast. Full stick of butter. Cliffy, it's Grandma Cliff Cliff. Give me a call at your convenience, okay? Cliff, this is your Uncle Cliff Cliff. Here's the host of Birthday Boy Podcast. The one and the only, Johnny Boy. That's me. My little baby boy. Baby butter boy. I'm that guy. I'm I'm Johnny Boy. I love you. I'm the birthday boy. All day long. Every Every day is your birthday. Uh, toggling his balls. Yeah, toggling his balls. The biggest one yet. Super Bowl Sunday. Toggle your balls. Has arrived. Toggling your balls. Right. Fifty shades of gray. Slack, Cliffy. Yes. The biggest oh. one yet. Okay. Cliffy. Cliffy. Oh my god. Yeah, it's the Super uh, it's Super Bowl is coming up later this afternoon. Six thirty p.m. Eastern Time kickoff. Uh, exciting! I'm excited. You know, look, if you're gonna have the second, the second Super Bowl uh, in five years that doesn't have the Patriots in it. I'm happy that it's this one. It's gonna be good, right? Don't you think? Don't you think? Do you think? I think it's. I think it's gonna be good. Chiefs and the Niners. I'm excited. It's kind of nice, actually. This is gonna sound douchey, but to like not have your team in the Super Bowl takes away all that stress. Because two years ago was just a miserable Super Bowl Sunday when they lost when the Patriots lost to the fucking Eagles. Blah, yuck. Uh. And last year was cool. They beat the Rams. That was nice. It wasn't much of a game. Uh, and then the Atlanta, you know, the heart attack bowl where they were, you know, it's whatever, 28-3 to in the third quarter. And they somehow come back and force to overtime in Super Bowl 51. And then they go on and, 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 and win and win. I mean, those imbeciles were celebrating. The Falcons were celebrating. It was over. I mean, it, it was kind of over. But, uh, except, oh, it was not over. That's nice, you know, it's fun. Get your team in the Super Bowl, you cheer for them, and then it's horrible when they lose. And, uh, this will be nice, because I, I have, uh, I have no dog in this race. No horse in this race? No dog in this fight? I have no dog in this fight. I have no horse in this swimming competition. Whatever. Uh, so yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good game. But you know, uh, really, what I'd I'd like to spend uh, the next two to three hours talking about. Um, you know, I really want to get into some heavy heavy political uh, commentary uh, discussions on the current uh, the current landscape of uh, of American politics. Um, so I think uh, really what I'd like to do is get into, uh, I'm going to play a sound clip from, uh, from meet the press this morning. Uh, and then I'd like to discuss that in, in a pretty good amount of detail. So let's, uh, let's just play the sound clip from this morning's, uh, meet the press with Chuck Todd. 
Oh, yeah! Meet the press. Kiss my ass. What am I, a fucking asshole? I don't watch that shit. You can go to some of those other jerk-offs and talk about meet the press and all that nonsense. It's the Super Bowl, baby. It's Super Bowl Sunday, so we're talking about the Super Bowl. And it's the last time I get to really play these tunes until next fall. Or is it? I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll do my XFL weekly picks. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. We'll do uh we'll do uh we'll do Super Bowl picks and whatever whatever the hell. And then uh and then that's it. This, this is the last we're going to hear this this majestic tune uh probably until September. Uh so let's just savor it. Yes. What a season. Uh, I'll miss you, Monday Night Football theme song. Uh, one last time. One last time with these great songs. Yes. Dun, dun. Time to predict the Super Bowl. Time to make my pick. Alright. This is going to... Uh, this These songs usually take up uh, just enough time because I'm picking, you know, an entire Sunday worth of games. Or even two games. I can, I can vamp about that for a while, but... It's one game. It's two teams. I either pick one team or the other team. 50-50 chance. Uh, but first, let's talk about two weeks ago, when I was, well, I was 50, I think I, I was 50%, because I believe, I believe I picked the Green Bay Packers to advance over the San Francisco 49ers, and uh, I was wrong, it was the 49ers, they should, you know, should have known better, but boy, the Packers just, they didn't show up, did they? The Chiefs, on the other hand, they showed up. They, they shown up big time. Patrick Mahomes. Now I really wish I didn't pick Andrew Luck. I guess I'm as dumb as I am evil. <sighs> so yeah, there you go. The Chiefs over the Titans. The 49ers over, over the Packers. Two weeks ago. That's my report of what happened on football games from two weeks ago. And so now here we are. We've got... The Chiefs and 49ers battling it out. Who will win Super Bowl 54? I don't really care. I just I feel like it's going to be such a good game. I really do. I think it'll be... Uh, I think, I, and I really hope, because I, I don't give a shit about defense. And I know that, uh, you know, I know that San Francisco has a... has a considerably good defense. But I really would rather just see Patrick Mahomes running and gunning and slinging and sliding and flipping and flopping and all the other bullshit. He's a very athletic fellow, and uh, he's gonna he's gonna do what he does, and uh, San Francisco is gonna do what they what they do, what they does, and I think the end result is a really good classic confrontation between between the AFC and NFC champions. Uh, but at the end of it, who do I think is going to win? Hmm. 
Well, I will tell you in the length of time it takes for this song to play, one final time. Ah. So listen, let's get into some statistics about these two teams. Oh no, let's not do that. <laughs> a, I don't know a, a single... Oh look, here's some things on the TV screen. Most passing TDs of 40 plus yards. Patrick Mahomes with 19. I'm, I have the Fox Channel, home of, home of Super Bowl 54. I have it on right now, and uh, I just read that stat off the screen. Uh, a lot of... Um, yeah. A, a lot of people are picking the Chiefs. I am one of those people. Yes, that's right. I am picking the Chiefs. Uh, because Patrick Mahomes is pretty good. And other things. <laughs> Alright, there you go. I'm picking the Chiefs. I don't know what else to say. Oh, man. It's going to be a good one. Uh, I think the score... I think it's going to be 38 to 36. The Chiefs win it 38 to 36. So I guess I will briefly talk football on next on the next podcast to review how how wrong I will most likely end up being. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Chiefs over the 49ers. Probably the first of many for young Mr. Mahomes. And uh, I think it's going to be pretty good. Some good Super Bowl commercials, that Groundhog Day one. And then we get to the offseason. Where will Tom Brady go? Where will all of these quarterbacks go who have just seemingly left their teams over the last few weeks? God damn it, Tom Brady, don't you fucking... He's still got a good couple seasons left. Anyways, the Chiefs are going to win. That's my pick for the Super Bowl. Yes. Here's somebody with a song called Cool Up. Oh, uh, Deluxe. This is Deluxe. Deluxe with Cool Up here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Uh, I'm just getting uh, texts into the newsroom here, the Birthday Boy newsroom. Kerry Dumas, super fan. Uh, yeah, this is so true. She followed up. Uh, first of all, let me read Nate's super fan Nate duel. Who texted me on Monday to say, dude, the King Tut skit is so effing funny, I'm dying. Which makes me so happy. <clears throat> Said I, and then on Tuesday, he texted me again. He said, I listened to that part of the podcast again with a guy who works for me. Bro, I was crying again. Effing hysterical. And uh, and I wrote, I love it. Hopefully he was cracking up too, even if it was to kiss your ass and get in good standing with the boss. That's okay too. And Nate said, LOL, he was. So that's fine. It's, what, I don't care his reasons for laughing. If it's because it's, he found it funny or because he wants to make a good impression with the boss, I don't care. As long as he's laughing. I don't need I don't need genuine laughter. It doesn't have to be sincere. It just have to has to be laughter. Ah <laughs> oh, man, I love the whole episode, but that part put me over the top. Awesome. 
That's cool, man. I'm really glad. I really am super happy to hear it. Uh, Dumas, Carrie Dumas just texted me. So, and uh, uh, for those of you who don't know by now, Carrie Dumas and Nate Duell are husband and wife. And uh, Dumas texts me. So Nate was showing oldest child and I his favorite part of episode 34, uh, the Egyptian, all that stuff, the mummy, the Egypt thing. We all had tears streaming down our face. And oldest child says, that sounds like the Minecraft villager, which is totally 100% true. And Dumas says, holy shit, it does so much. Yeah, let me... Let's get this, uh... Let's get this fucking guy off of here. Where... Hey. Ah, there we go. Um... Yeah, so... My my children have been playing Minecraft since 2014. Which I didn't even realize they've been playing it for that long. There's pictures of us when they were like... They look like babies. My god. Uh, the oldest would have been four. And the youngest would have been two. And they each have, uh, I don't know, Kindles or iPads or something. Whatever we had for them. And they're playing Minecraft back in those days. But yeah, the villager, you know... <laughs> The, the sound ah, sound of the mummy, that's the same sound that a villager makes in Minecraft. It's like, meh, meh. Let me, uh, Dumas saved me the trouble, which is nice. I have to go, yeah. Yep. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yes! Yes! Do you hear the sounds of ancient Egypt coming to life before your very ears? Let's listen to what these thousand, three thousand year old mummies, priests and kings and villagers, what do they have to say? What sorts of things are they discussing? Let's listen in. Oh, we have been blessed by Osiris this day. The triumph for science, mankind. It's King Tut, Tutankhamun, Cheops, and Ramses II having a conversation right before our very eyes. Can you believe it? Wait a minute, here's Abraham Lincoln. Oh, oh. Mr. Lincoln, what do you have to say? After penning the Emancipation Proclamation, freeing the slaves, ending the war, what do you have to say, Mr. Lincoln? Ha. Ha ha. What, what was that, King Tut? Ha. Oh, sensational. Sen just spectacular. Can you believe it? We're hearing these conversations we never thought we'd be able to hear without modern science and technology. I think, well, hold on a second. The 3,000-year-old priest has something to say. Go ahead, priest. Huh. Ha. Ha. Ma. Say. All right, get the fuck Uh, yeah. No, it's so true. Thanks for sending that, Dumas. Yeah, and that's what the uh, that's what the mummy sounds like. Hold on. In fact, we should play a game called Three Thousand Year Old Mummy 
or Minecraft Villager? Let's listen carefully. 3,000-year-old mummy or Minecraft Villager? If you guessed mummy, you're correct! Yes, hello everyone! Welcome! <clears throat> I'm your host, Jameson Von Gerdish, and I'm here with the brand new hit television game show, Mummy or Minecraft, where we'll listen to sound excerpts that are either from a 3,000-year-old mummy or from one of the villagers from the Minecraft video game. Let's begin by playing the first clip. Is this Minecraft or is it Mummy? Oh, I say, that is rather difficult. Perhaps we'll play it one more time so you can guess Minecraft or Mummy. That certainly is challenging. I'll, I'm afraid I'll need to have your final answer. Is it Minecraft or Mummy? If you said Minecraft, you win! Now I must warn you, the second round will be infinitely more difficult. Because we have several different types of mummies. Let's listen in. And you can guess the sound. Is it Minecraft or Mummy? Let's listen! I say, that certainly is difficult. It could very easily be a Minecraft villager or a 3,000-year-old mummy. Let's listen one more time. I'll need you to lock in your answers. And if you locked in and said 3,000-year-old mummy, guess what? You're correct! Wonderful! Now, this next round will be rather tricky. Let's listen in, and you tell me if this is a Minecraft villager, or an ancient Egyptian mummy! <laughs> oh my, that is indeed a challenging one, if ever there was one. Let's listen one more time to this ancient Egyptian mummy or Minecraft villager. <laughs> Are you vexed by this challenge? Well, I'd be surprised if you weren't. In fact, to help you out, I've got one more sound of this Minecraft villager or ancient Egyptian mummy. One last time, let's listen. <laughs> oh, right. Time's up, I'm afraid. Lock in your votes. Is that an ancient Egyptian mummy or a Minecraft villager? <laughs> if you said Minecraft villager, oh, I'm afraid you're wrong. It's an ancient Egyptian mummy. <laughs> I'm so sorry, that was indeed a challenging exercise. However, 
There's an opportunity for bonus points. Can you name the ancient Egyptian mummy of whose 3,000 year old voice we just heard? And in case you missed it, I'll play it one more time. This 3,000 year old ancient Egyptian mummy, who is it? Time's up, lock in your votes. And if you had guessed Sankakar Menchuhotep, the third, then you are absolutely incorrect. The answer, of course, we were looking for. Any idiot would know it was not Sankakar Menchuhotep the third, but in fact was Nebhepetra Mentuhotep II, who reigned, of course, from 2060 BC to 2010 BC. As you can tell by the sound of Mentuhotep, Nebhepetra's voice, excuse me, Nebhepetra Mentuhotep's voice, it's as though he's never left us. Isn't that right, Nebhepetra Mentuhotep II? <laughs> Delightful. Now, let's move on to the final round. One more question. Is this a Minecraft villager? Or is it an ancient Egyptian mummy brought back to life through the wonders of modern technology, recreated to sound exactly as a human being would have sounded thousands and thousands of years ago? So let's listen in to our final clue. Is this a Minecraft villager? Or ancient Egyptian mummy? <laughs> I dare say this is perhaps the most challenging puzzle yet. Almost as though it's crafted by the Egyptian gods themselves as some sort of riddle to gain entrance into the afterlife. Let's hear it one more time as this Minecraft villager or ancient Egyptian mummy. Indeed, that's a most challenging, tricky trick of a puzzle, of a riddle, of an enigma, of shrouded and challenging challenges. Okay, let's reveal the answer. Is that a Minecraft villager or an ancient Egyptian mummy? If you said ancient Egyptian mummy, I'm sorry you were incorrect. However, if you had locked in your answer and said that that was the sound of a Minecraft villager, you are also incorrect! No, I'm afraid that's neither an ancient Egyptian mummy, nor is it a Minecraft villager. That is, of course, how could you not tell? That is one of the great American authors of all time. That was Mr. Mark Twain, author of Huck Finn and Tom Sawyer. Classic American novels. How could you have gotten that wrong? It's so obvious, you idiot. Yes, of course. Now you hear that again uh, after the answer has been revealed to you. It becomes evident that that is indeed Mr. Mark Twain. Nevertheless, a gallant effort to all who participated in 
this week's edition of Minecraft Villager or Ancient Egyptian Mummy. I'm your host, Jamison Von Kadish, and this has been another edition of Minecraft Villager or Mummy. I'd like to thank our Minecraft Villagers and our Mummies for participating. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, mummies. That's that'll do. That's enough. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jameson von Kadish. Those were the mummies and the Minecraft villagers and Mr. Mark Twain. Thank you for playing. We'll see you again on the next edition of Minecraft Villager or Ancient Egyptian Mummy. And now to take us out, here's an original hit song performed exclusively here today by Kakahepea Sensoret the second, aka Sesostris the second, reigned from 1897 BC to 1878 BC. Take it away, Kakahepea Sensoret the second. So long, everybody. That escalated quickly. Good timing, Dumas. Jesus. There was no plan of doing any kind of bit like that. And then, goddammit, Dumas, you texted me. Suddenly we've got a oh, get fucking game show on our hands. Anyway, here's Ash with Darkest Hour. It's the darkest yeah. Hour of the night. That's how you hit a pose, baby. Oh man, so yeah, boy, I guess. Well, there you go. That's see, that's what happens when you do not plan at all for a podcast. Shit like that just works out at the last minute, and there we go. We added twenty minutes worth of nonsense. 
And I don't even want to talk about the rest of the shit that I had to talk about. And it's not much. I mean, the NFL picks, okay, we got that. Fitchburg. My notes, I have Fitchburg. Wish I had never been born. (laughs) Might be a little extreme, but I'm just... Let me back it up a little bit. So I had to go to, for work, uh, the new... My new uh, company, to which I am employed, uh, luckily I do I, I go to uh, a nice little town in Massachusetts, where they are where there's a, a, a you know the IT division is located, so that's good. 20, 30 minute drive, give or take, 20 minutes no traffic, 30 minutes with traffic. That's nothing, because let me tell you, coming home from Dorchester or Quincy or the middle of the financial district just to drive across just to sometimes just to get to the Zakem bridge to get the fuck out of Boston uh, can take an hour. Sometimes it can take an hour to get through the tunnel to get to the Zakem bridge. So the fact that it takes me on the worst of days, 30 minutes to get home, I'm like, I can't even believe I still, I'm like pinch me. I'm dreaming. Uh, But once in a while I have to go to Fitchburg which I knew existed because I know there's Fitchburg State. And I have friends who went there, so I know about that. But I knew nothing about Fitchburg. The company is headquartered there for the time being, and I had to, I had to go in there on Friday and uh, for, a, for a meeting. And there's not really a story here other than I want to formally apologize to Gloversville, New York, for being so harsh on you. Uh, for many, many years and making fun of you for, you know, being such a crappy, shitty town and having a, a little theater called The Glove and having, like, restaurants called The Glove because it was a place <laughs> where they made and manufactured gloves once upon a time and now they kind of don't. So it's called Gloversville because Glovers lived, the people who, you know, in Glovers, they'd make gloves. And... uh if I'm not mistaken, I think we had a substitute teacher in elementary school named Mrs. Glover, and she was from Gloversville. It's a it's a nightmare of a town. I'm not saying Gloversville is a place to go by any stretch of the imagination. Avoid it at all costs. It's like, I went there in the middle of summer. I drove through there, because I was just curious about all these crappy little towns out, out west, you know, and it's just once you get past a certain point, and you get into the middle of New York, and it's just awful. Syracuse, ah, man, no thanks, no thanks, gang. Uh, But I I apologize to Gloversville, uh, because now I have been to Fitchburg, and uh, Gloversville is sunny Miami, Florida, by comparison. Holy mackerel, it's just, and it was a beautiful sunny day, Friday. I left the the office where where I'm based out of. It was a nice little drive, it was a 35-minute or so, 40-minute drive. It was sunny most of the time. And uh, it was just like going to Binghamton, New York. It's uh, you know you get you get within like a mile of town, and all of a sudden the all the light <laughs> and warmth disappears, and the clouds. And it's just, it's not just cloudy, but it's like a it's like a different kind of cloudy. It's like a it's like a purple vortex, which is something that we often made fun of going to school in Binghamton, New York, uh, which is like I think it was ranked like it was like the fifth gloomiest place in the country. Like it even, you know, it outranked places that are known for like rain and clouds and gloom. And it, it, you know, it's just, 
a guy, the landlord that we had one year lived in a house and the guy told us that he had a friend who had finally retired and moved to Florida and was just, you know, loving every minute of it, being out in the sun. And then he got some kind of, I don't know if he had skin cancer, but the doctor told him, he said, Hey, you know, uh, there's a, you should, you should probably not live in Florida anymore because it's just nothing but sun, intense, bright sunshine all the time. Uh, that's not going to help you unless you just stay in your house all day and don't leave. Uh, but, and he said, I recommend a, a town for you, and it's called Binghamton, New York. It's one of the top coldest and cloudiest places. There's very little sunshine throughout the year. You should move to, to a place like that. And the guy just, you know, went outside and threw himself into the oncoming traffic. Uh, so it was a better alternative than having to move back to Binghamton, where he finally, after all those years, got away from. Um, that's just, just the so many cruel ironies of life, aren't there? My God. Uh, yeah, Fitchburg. Oh, man, oh, man. I'll take Binghamton. I'll take Gloversville. Any of those old rundown places in New York. Oh, my God. I'll take them any day. And the rundown places in New England, I'll take them all any day over Fitchburg. Holy God. And, you know, it's like you pull in and, like, the clouds and just all, you know, it's like it's like uh, Dementors from Harry Potter, but not, like, a fun fantasy novel kind of way, just like, oh, this is real, and I'm very, I suddenly, I'm very sad, I felt like I was being kissed by the Dementor, all, any, any sense of happiness left me, and I just, like, all I could think about was how much I wanted to get out of Fitchburg, and never come back, and that's the sucky part, is I have to keep going back for various meetings and things, and I'm just like, oh man, I gotta, gotta figure this out, you know, maybe just make them all on one day, and then, and then that's it, because I really, honestly, I've never... I've never felt such a uh, such emotions of like get me out of here and never not even not even for like uh, you know morbid curiosity do I want to come back to this town I want to I want to I want to forget that I even came here and I never want to set foot in this place again everything's just you know it's just gross it's run down there's no real signs of life I mean except like there's people and it's a very you know, it's winter, so you're not seeing a whole lot of the town folk out and about, but it was warm enough. It was, like, in the mid-40s, close to 50, so, like, there were enough people outside. And, uh, yeah, I felt uh, felt like I should not... I felt like I want to leave and go home. And then I, and then after the meeting was over, I got in the car and I flew the hell out. And, by the way, it's, it's 20 minutes to get back to a highway. Like, there's... It's not near civilization. How... How this place is even able to exist in any way, shape, or form, being nowhere near a major highway, uh, you have to get onto. You know, it's it, it's 15 minutes to get to the minor highway that then takes you to the major highway to get out of there. So I, I mean, I guess you know, there's there's colleges there, so that's like the, you know any of these old towns that would be you know wiped off the map if they didn't have colleges. Binghamton, you know, in that category too. If the, if the school wasn't there, man, it would, you know, forget it. It's it's over. It's Binghamton would just be another Gloversville. Uh, man, oh man. Gloversville had like a had a had an Italian restaurant with a drive-through window. <laughs> get drive, which is actually not a terrible idea. Like that'd be kind of nice to get like if it was reasonable, you know, pasta and Italian food to pull up to a drive-through and get get Italian food. Not like, you know, Pizza Hut, the Italian bistro, but like actual Italian food, that'd be, you know, that'd be okay. Uh, anyways, 
but you know what year is this? So you've you know you've got Grubhub and DoorDash. You know you don't need that shit. Anyway, they had a they had a drive through Italian place in Gloversville. I didn't see any such place. And then I saw uh, Gloversville it was like 2009. It was like July of 2009 that I was there for no good reason at all. And uh, I saw a guy. He was coming from the Italian drive through place, and he had like he was holding a bag with Italian food while he was riding a bicycle, and his girlfriend was riding on the handlebars. Um, with a bucket of KFC on her lap, and I thought, oh man, this is, this is, I gotta get out of here. It was just one of those, I was just out for a drive. I used to go for long drives, and just, you know, see the sights and sounds around me, and uh, man, oh man, uh, I regret ever going anywhere near Gloversville, although, you know, whatever, it was interesting to see. It was at least interesting to see Gloversville, like a once thriving town that's now not Fitchburg is just uh, uh, nothing. I don't know if anything good ever happened there or ever will. But I, I just wanted to get out as soon as I could and never come back. So I went back to, I went back to the other office, my main office that I work out of, to try and wash the taste out of my mouth of being in Fitchburg. And it turns out one of my coworkers, you know, I got back and he, he said, "Hey, how was the burg?" And I said, "Man, I didn't even pretend. I was just like, man, oh man." I said, "What a dump." I said, "What a nightmare of a place." I said, "I hate." I said, I got to be honest, I hate that I even went there. I hate that I even know it exists now. I used to just know that it was the name of a town. You know, I'd see it on a, on a weather map sometimes. I kind of sort of knew where it was, but not really. You know, it was like, okay, it's somewhere down there in, like, you know, Bumblefuck, Massachusetts. You know, there's a lot of nice country that's in kind of the greater Boston area. Once you get outside that radius where it's no longer considered, like, the commutable Boston area, it's, uh, whew, man, it's exactly what you'd think it would be. Uh, very affordable housing. <laughs> let's, let's just put it that way. Uh, and then this dude was telling me stuff cause he's, you know, I'm like shitting on Fitchburg and then he's like, yeah, you don't have to tell me man, born and raised. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah. And I live there too. I'm like, you do. And he's like, well, not, not by choice or not because, you know, it's a means to an end, something like that. It's just one of those necessities. While he saves money and, you know, figures it out. But he was telling me uh, he once had an apartment and he would, you know, it, it reminded me of the movie Big where he goes into the city and he's watching a movie and there's gunshots and he turns off the TV and then he hears gunshots and screaming outside the window. And this co-worker of mine is talking about how, you know, he looked, he heard gunshots and blood-curdling screams and for whatever reason said, hey, I'll look out the window instead of, like, hiding behind a, a bulletproof safe or something. And he could see a guy standing behind a big oak tree shooting a gun at somebody <laughs> who was like, you know, maybe 50 yards away, hiding behind another oak tree. And they're just shooting guns at each other. And, uh, you know, he's like, yeah, he's like, it's really come a long way, though. It used to be really bad. <laughs> I said, it used to be really bad. And he said, yeah, you used to just, you know, you couldn't really walk down the street without getting stabbed. Like pretty frequently, everybody just got stabbed. <laughs> like, oh. Well, then I guess good for Fitchburg because I, I was able to walk down the street uh, stab-free and my car was in you know in a, one piece when I came out and left. Uh, and he was saying, yeah, he's like, in the summer, you know, if you, if you have to go there in the summer, you know, just, just a little heads up, you'll probably be, uh, be propositioned. You know, you'll probably get a lot of, hey, daddy, <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. What is this, Biff Tannen's uh, alternate 1985? 
which I know we're kind of living that anyways, like the whole country, but man, <laughs> he's like, yeah, they'll, you know, they might try and force themselves in, into your car. I'm like, oh, cool. This sounds awesome. Oh man. There uh, what else did he say? Yeah. Yeah. Just a lot of that. Uh, uh, and then, and then a, a, another coworker spoke up and she said, oh yeah, one time I was, uh, I had a friend who owned a, uh, a piercing place or a tattoo parlor or something and uh, a tattoo parlor and she was in getting a piercing or a tattoo or something and uh, she was you know f- finishing up and paying and she was about to leave to go out to her car and all of a sudden the, the owner of the shop said no 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 stay right here don't don't go anywhere and then there because a guy was walking past and he was staring in the window and then he started banging on the door He's what the fuck are you looking at? I'll fucking kill you. I'll fucking kill you. Some, something like that. And she said, oh, my God. And he's like, yeah, it's a good thing you didn't go out there. And she's like, she's like, you know that guy? And he's like, yeah, get out of here, Eddie, or whatever. He's like, uh, yeah, I used to work here. He was uh, <laughs> he was one of my employees, and he's very dangerous. So, cool. So I'm looking forward to many, many trips into Fitchburg. But honestly, I'm so, uh, and it's just, you know, I mean, not even potholes, just like sinkholes, you know, it's, it's a city with like <laughs> practically a dirt road, just, just clumps of chunks of gravel rolling around. And it's just like colors of gray, uh, bleakness that I just didn't even know could exist in any way. It was just like, oh man, the saddest thing ever. And as I was walking to my car and there's, you know, there's some old lady standing on her front porch and. Uh, and then I could, and then another woman like behind a car, and just, she's just screaming, "Get the get the fuck out of here! Get the fuck!" Get the fuck. She's yelling at a dog, a dog who won't sit or stay or whatever. Get the fuck you fucking idiot! Fucking. And uh, and then the old lady just like smiled at me and waved like, "Hey neighbor!" And I'm like, "Hey, what are you doing to that dog? Or what's your daughter doing to that dog or whatever?" Uh, but. You know, then the then the dog ran inside, and I guess all was well. I don't know. Holy mackerel! I uh, Fitchburg. Yeah, it it really did though. It made me, uh, you know, and not not like in a Jimmy Stewart kind of way. I wish I had never been born, but just like if I had never been born, I would never have gone to Fitchburg. <laughs> and uh, wow, oh man! And I have friends who went there for school. I don't I don't know how. I don't know how you did it, how you got through that, those four years in a fucking shithole like that. And that is a shithole, man. And, it, you know, it sucks to see. You want to see, like, you want to see the end of these old, like, rundown towns that maybe once had a, you know, a thriving main street. Now it's just, you know, crime and drugs and hookers <laughs> and all that stuff, which, you know, hey, every city has that shit, but, like, you know, a lot of cities have like other good, like good things to balance it out. This is just all of the worst of everything. Maybe that's where, maybe that's where Giuliani and those guys sent all the, uh, all the riffraff from Times Square back in the '80s and '90s when they were when they were cleaning that place up. Maybe that's where they sent them. They sent them all to Fitchburg. Oh my God. And that's the story of me going to Fitchburg. <laughs> All right, stick around. There's more Birthday Boy podcast still to come. I will say, I don't know 
I'm not promising a cliffy call today. Yeah. We'll see. Don't set your expectations very low. This is just a general rule for, you know, being in any way associated with me. Set the lowest expectations possible and then, uh, you know, take whatever you can get. That's, that's the best I can say. Here's the Finn, Naraki Akaboko Bone Kogo. Alright, that wasn't so great. Not Naraki. Naraki Obukuro. Naraki Obukuro. The Finn, Cold. So who's the artist? Is the song called The Finn? Is the artist called The Finn? I think I would know. I have this, you know, this, these are from, like, my playlists. Cold is the name of the song. The Finn and Naraki Obokuro. Those would be the artists, I guess. It works for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, you know, I, I, let's talk about the Royal Rumble. That, that was last Sunday. I don't remember what my predictions were, but I was wrong about all of them. I don't even know who I predicted to win. Did I predict a winner of the Royal Rumble? I don't think I did. Maybe I predicted, like, Brock Lesnar? Or... I I don't even remember. I'm not going to go back and look. But I was wrong. I think, you know, I mentioned, like, 25 potential surprise entrants so that I could at least be right about one of them. And I was wrong about all of them, except I did, I think I mentioned Edge at one point, like at the end of the, even after the Cliffy call, I came back on with a few, a few quick last minute Royal Rumble predictions. And I can't believe, I mean, I guess I can believe it, but like, wow, cool, Edge is back. After retiring in, uh, in, uh, in 2011. Hold on, let me, let me, uh, hold on. Hey, listen. Thing about the Royal Rumble. This was last week. It's in Texas. Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Mark Henry, and Stone Cold Steve Austin are all Texans. Yep. I think that there's a good chance Mark Henry and the Undertaker will be in the Royal Rumble. Nope. Not Stone Cold Steve Austin. Nope. Maybe Shawn Michaels. Nope. Probably not. I think Mark Henry, the Undertaker, nope. and CM Punk are going to be the wrong. three remaining spots in that Royal Rumble. You're wrong about That's all my of those. Official prediction. I forgot to mention that. Uh. Oh, but I forgot about Edge. <laughs> Okay. There's a lot of rumors that Edge might come back. Okay, so I guess you're kind of right about that. Edge, Undertaker, nope. CM Punk? Nope. Maybe. Just Edge, Edge. Mark Henry, CM Punk? Nope, just Edge. I think somewhere in there, I think one of those guys, okay. I think I got something right somewhere. Yeah. Edge, CM Punk, Mark Henry, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> I think one of those dudes. Maybe eh, maybe Christian. No, I don't know. you're wrong. I don't know about that. All right, so I guess I kind of got One of those dudes is going to be in the Royal Rumble tonight. Either way, we'll find out soon enough. Enjoy the Royal Rumble, everybody. Talk to you next time. Bye. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ching Ching Money. Yeah. There's that mummy. Ching Ching Money. Well, I guess, uh, yeah, so I guess I got, I I did say Edge, so that was a surprise entrant, as well as MVP Montel Vontavious Porter. And uh, uh, something else. Um, Well, Stone Cold Steve Austin was technically. Kind of, sort of, he was part of a video package that they did. Uh, they did a whole, uh, you know, intro, a nice little intro. Talking about the Royal Rumble. God damn. 
I've been sitting up here at the ranch all day thinking about the Royal Rumble. Anyway, uh, Vince, you son of a bitch. Shane, you goddamn bastard. I'm going to stomp a mud hole in you. So-so. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, Stone Cold had a little little cameo in the, in the intro package, which was nice. Uh, so no Undertaker, no Mark Henry, no Shawn Michaels, no CM Punk. Christian was actually on the panel, the countdown show. And then, uh, Jesus Christ, this Super Bowl countdown, this is just, it's endless countdown shows, man. That's, that's like 90% of the day is just the, the pre-show for everything, for pay-per-views, for Super Bowls, for everything. Huh. Anyway, uh, yeah, but Edge was a surprise. That was, that was really cool. That was a cool ovation, a cool reaction. Actually, you know what? Uh, before I get to Edge, um, yeah, it was a cool Royal Rumble. It was different. Uh, the Women's Royal Rumble, I really liked. Um, I think after a while, it kind of got tedious. Um, I, I didn't love that Charlotte Flair won because she just, you know, yeah, there's always going to be the person who just kind of wins everything, and that's cool. But I really would have liked it if Shayna Baszler had won the Royal Rumble. That would have been nice. Got some surprise returns. Molly Holly and a few others. Uh, Mighty Molly, <laughs> uh, Bianca Belair. She's a she's gonna be a big time star. So that was cool. Uh, Brock Lesnar's whole thing was basically like how I play the video game. I select my character. Oftentimes I select Brock Lesnar or a Steve Austin or a Big Daddy Cool Diesel or somebody, some big powerhouse, and whoever I start out with, I just wear them down and then I toss them out before the next participant can even come down. And then I just keep doing that oftentimes as long as I can go. And that's kind of what it was. It was like watching a live version of the video game. Brock Lesnar was number one and he threw out, he ended up throwing out 13 WWE superstars. And, uh, it was, it didn't, you know, there were a few that I thought, uh, you know, this is kind of, you know, John Morrison just came back a few weeks ago and he got tossed out five seconds by Brock Lesnar. So it's like, yeah, you know, why'd you bring, you brought him back just to, just to get him tossed like a bastard. Uh, so, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I, I like when guys get eliminated like that. I didn't like necessarily the guys who they chose to get eliminated, but they had to have some big stars get eliminated by Brock Lesnar, such as Braun Strowman and Rey Mysterio, Kofi Kingston, some of those guys. And, uh, yeah, have those guys get eliminated only to, uh, only to have Drew McIntyre come out and, uh, and then end up eliminating Brock Lesnar, which was, so you build up Brock Lesnar, he eliminates 13 guys. He is the monster. He's just, and he's taken out, you know, big name guys. Yeah. Ray Mysterio, Big E, Kofi Kingston, John Morrison, Shelton Benjamin, Shinsuke Nakamura, Bronson, all these guys. And it's like, oh my God, he's going to run through everyone in this match and win the whole thing. So then it was really pretty electrifying when Drew McIntyre eliminated Brock. Big ovation. And then McIntyre would go on. That would set him up to go on and win the Royal Rumble, which was really cool. Uh, so that was a, that was neat. I, I, I like the way they did that. And then, of course, Edge's return. Which, uh, getting back to Edge, this dude retired in 2011 because the doctor said, man, if you have another match... You could you could go the wrong way and get fucking paralyzed. The simplest of things. You could be you know you could break your neck. You could you could, you could be done. And I don't just mean with wrestling. You just be done with with life. 
so he had to retire as champion in 2011. Here's actually here's a little bit of edge from 2011. He wrestled at WrestleMania World. He, he won the match, retained the world championship, and then like he comes out on Raw a couple weeks later, like you know just a normal thing, and uh, he looks a little rattled, a little shaken up. Little eyes are looking red and teary. Like, uh oh, what's going on? So this was 2011, May 11, 4 11 11. Edge retires. So I, I, I passed uh, strength tests and all of those things, and I, I made it through WrestleMania. But uh, the WWE wanted me to go get more tests. And thankfully, I did um, because the MRI showed that, uh, that I have to retire. That was a bummer, dudes. I mean, trust me, it's not my choice. The, the doctors have told me that that I got no choice. Yeah, so that was a that was a bummer, dude. The guy was, you know, he was still still doing it. I mean, he'd accomplished pretty much everything in his career. He had an awesome career, and it was like, okay, cool. He's, you know, whatever. And he goes on to he was in like Haven, a TV show on Sci-Fi. He was, I think, he was in the Vikings TV show bunch of other stuff you know he was getting into acting he was getting into you know he had a podcast he's doing all this other stuff so it's like okay cool and he's like he was like one of the few guys that seemed like okay he's cool with it he's done he's good uh he's gonna get to like you know he's got little kids he'll just you know do other things and uh, and that's that man good for you you get you know you're a hall of famer you retire young get to live your life uh but then you know the dude just Whatever happened, working out, getting getting these you know newer surgeries and things, and uh, and now he's back and he's gonna wrestle you know three four times a year, five times a year. I don't know. I think it's a bit. Uh, I think it's a bit, it's exciting to see him come back. I would be okay if it was like okay, he's back in the Royal Rumble and he wants you know he's gonna have one more match. You know maybe Edge versus Christian at WrestleMania and then okay he's he's gonna be done. I, and by the way, you know, Christian's retired, so Edge is going to face Randy Orton at WrestleMania, whatever. Um, that's fine. But uh, eh, I wish him well. I just hope, uh, you know, he retired so that he wouldn't get paralyzed and have horrible things happen in a match. And, uh, you know, me, <laughs> I'd be, I'd take my, I'd take my, uh, my winnings, my earnings, and, uh, and go home and just enjoy. But, here we are, nine nine years later, and he's nine years later, and he's back. And uh, let's play a little bit of the sounds of Edge returning at the Royal Rumble because it gives me it gives me chills. Let's take a let's take a listen. And in ten seconds, entry number twenty one in the Royal Rumble. Golf back into the ring, Styles as well. Who's it going to be? The countdown clock. You think you know me? No, no way. That's one of the cooler moments in WWE history. Which I didn't really get to enjoy live because I was watching Curb Your Enthusiasm and had it had the rumble playing on the iPad with the sound down. <laughs> oh well. 
Total Fusion neck surgery. Edge is back. He shouldn't be in there. With a wow. spear. Edge with a spear. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. That was a cool moment. I mean, obviously, when I looked down and saw Edge was coming down the aisle, I paused, Kirby Enthusiasm. I did have to put Larry David on the back burner for a minute or two to watch the return of the the rated-R superstar, Edge. So that was, uh, you know, that'll be... It's a memorable Royal Rumble for that reason. Edge returns. Drew McIntyre has now... He's on his way to being a, a superstar. A major superstar. Uh, yeah, it was cool. It was a cool night. You know, I, I don't care about the matches that aren't Royal Rumble matches because, and the ones they had were pretty lame. But the Royal Rumble itself, I look forward to it every year, and it was it was good. It was good fun. And that's it. There's there you there you there you go, the Royal Rumble recap by Johnny Boy, and uh, I gotta go get some water, and then we'll do a little bit more here on the Birthday Boy podcast. It's getting time to wrap it up soon, I think, right? Royal Rumble recap, done. Check that. NFL picks for the Super Bowl, done. Thoughts on the Panthers being done and Brady's... I'm not going to talk about that. Tom Brady, you know. The dude's 41... He ain't done. Uh, you know what? Who, nobody cares. We've talked about football enough. <laughs> it's enough. I, I, I don't even want to talk about it. Uh, I saw a truck on the highway. Uh, it was not on the way to Fitchburg. <laughs> but it was. It said... Um, what the fuck did it say? It said piano mover. Like... Does that mean they only move pianos? Is that still a thing that exists? I feel like you're, you know, you're really locking yourself out of some, uh, some major opportunities there if you're, if you're only moving pianos. And by the way, you know, I'm no big city piano analyst, pianalist, uh, but I gotta tell you. I don't know how many people are moving pianos in a given day. Is it a lot? Is it enough to warrant having a business exclusively designed for moving pianos? I don't know. Or maybe he's the only piano mover in town and therefore he has he has all the business. He has all the market share. I don't know. And I said I was going to take a break and get water and I did and I still need water. Doing that fucking Egypt thing is just like sucked all the juice out of my mouth. I feel like I am a mummy, or a, or oh, am I a Minecraft villager? <sighs> yeah, but I mean, can, I mean, what happens though? Like you've got an empty truck, you know? Maybe you move a piano or two here and there. Like, what's the What's the frequency of these pianos being moved? And who's moving these pianos? And why? And where? Are people buying pianos? Are they selling pianos? Are they moving from house to house? And they need... I mean, like, yeah, okay. Like, 
it's a special kind of thing to move somewhere. So, you know, maybe if, if you don't trust like, uh, you know, the moving company to move the piano and you have got a piano mover who specializes in it. Okay. I get that. But is it, is it something that's needed terribly often enough to be up early in the morning, driving up and down the highway to have your own one ton truck that says piano movers. And if somebody, let's say, uh, okay, you're driving along, you stop to like gas up the piano moving truck. And the piano moving truck is empty because nobody's moving pianos because it's 2020. And, uh, you know, what are people moving China cabinets to? Nobody has those fucking things either. Um, so let's say, you know, somebody comes up to you and like, uh, hey, man, uh, you know what? I, I don't need a piano move, but I've got like, uh, I, I've got some couches and a table and a computer desk and a couple lamps <laughs> and a dresser. Uh, you know, if I, you know, I've got some, I've got some moving blankets, you know, I could wrap them up. Do you think you could maybe like, you know, if you don't have any pianos to move this afternoon, do you think, you know, maybe I could, I could pay you, you know, pay you some bucks. We'll work, work out a rate and, uh, you could, you could move some of this stuff from my, uh, my apartment to my house. I, you know, I've got a new house. And, uh, no, uh, no, sir. I, uh, you know what? That's a, it's a risk I just can't take because let's say I'm moving your furniture and I'm in the middle of moving the furniture, and then I get a call for an emergency piano relocation. Then what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to say no. I'm the only piano mover in town, and I can't come move your piano. Then I look. You know what I look like? I look like a fucking asshole. Now I'm the guy with a truck that says pianos only, who also looks like a fucking asshole. <laughs> Because then I get a call, hey, emergency piano relocation, we need you here in five minutes. Well, now I can't do it because my truck is filled with couches and tables and chairs and lamps and desks and dressers and all this other bullshit and moving blankets. No, sir, I cannot do that. I will not jeopardize my integrity as a piano mover because I am a piano mover and I move pianos and only pianos, pal. I don't move drums, I don't move guitars, I don't move couches, I don't move TVs or lamps. I don't move lawnmowers. I move pianos. I'm a piano mover. What does the sign on that fucking truck say, you asshole? Does it say piano mover and any other shit you want to put in my piano moving truck? No, it says piano mover and that's it. So you can take your couch and your chair and your desk and all the other crap. And you can find somebody else with a with a pickup, some hillbilly with a pickup truck. Why don't you get him to move your stupid crap? I move pianos, baby. You got a piano? I'll come over and I'll move your piano. You got a couch? Then get the couch mover. Get some jerky jerk face to come and move your couch. How dare you even suggest that I put anything, anything other than a piano. Or perhaps a piano bench in the back of this truck. Good sir, I, I bid you adieu. For I'm off to move a piano. Oh, seriously? Like you, you're going to move a piano right now? Somebody needs a piano moved? Uh, no. That's not something that happens more than uh, three times a decade. But I'm going to go find a piano and I'm going to move it. Because it's been, about, it's been about 27 months since I've moved a piano. But damn it. This could be the day, and if I'm stuck, if I'm caught moving a couch and furniture and beds and chairs and tables and desks at the time 
where little Jimmy needs his piano moved to a new house. Now what does that make me? That makes me the bad guy, damn it. And I'm not the bad guy. I'm the piano mover. So if you'll excuse me, sir, I've got pianos to move. Not sure when, not sure where, but somewhere and someday. And I can say this. Today is damn sure not the day that I'm going to put a fucking filthy couch that your filthy family's ass has been sitting on for the last 10 years in my piano truck buster, okay? I'm the piano mover, and I move pianos. Good day, sir. What? What am I talking <laughs> I would imagine that's the conversation that happens probably on a regular basis at a gas station or, you know, at a, at a traffic light or a parking lot somewhere. Oh, hey, piano mover. Well, it says piano mover, but he's got this big truck. I wonder if he'll... Uh, Hey, hey, buddy! I got a bunch of, I got a bunch of shelves. I got a bunch of boxes. You think you can move? Uh, I got boxes of books and DVDs. You think you can move those? Good sir, I will not even dignify that question with a response. My truck says piano moving, and I'm a piano mover. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I've never. I don't know. I don't know the last time I saw a piano moving truck, or if I've ever seen a piano moving truck. But goddamn, they're out there moving pianos. God, I wish I wish I had uh, there was a number on the side of it. I wish I had just been able to take a quick picture of the phone number, called him here on the Birthday Boy podcast, and ask him if he'll move things other than pianos. I'm gonna guess the answer is not that interesting. Probably like, uh, yeah, sure, I'm not moving pianos right now. I'll move your stupid couch. Uh, but in my world. It's uh, it's a whole lot different than reality. My my the world in which I live is very is is very has very little basis in reality. There's there's very little reality going on in my world. So, and that's what makes the Birthday Boy podcast so much fun, is it not? It is, is it not? Yes. Okay, I gotta get more water. I really do. I, I don't normally take these uh, this this many breaks, but I, I have to. I'm dying. I'm dying here. This dry air, this water. All right, let me take a break, and uh, and then we're going to close up shop so I can play some video games, watch the Super Bowl, do a whole lot of nothing on my Sunday. Okay, be right back on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Birthday Boy Podcast. Oh man, I'm exhausted. A nap might be the thing that I do after this podcast. I am so fucking tired. Got to bed way too late. And got up way too early. This is called... And I'm, I'm like really hitting a wall now, man. Cinnamon Chasers, The World is Yours, Ethereal Edit. Okay. It's a nice song. I listened to this... I listened to this song while Cam, my, my oldest is having her uh, snowboarding lesson as I watch her sailing down the side of the hill. Makes me happy. 
I love watching her do all that. I love living vicariously through the kids. Stuff that I'm too lazy to do myself, but can sort of take credit for other people doing it because they're my kids. <laughs> Look what I have accomplished. My kids skiing and snowboarding down a mountain. Uh, yeah, what is your accomplishment exactly? Uh, well, I took the pictures of her skiing and snowboarding down the mountain. That's got to be... It's got to count for something. <laughs> oh, man. What else to talk about? Is there anything else? I had one other thing, I think, that I wanted to talk about. Let's kill this music. Good tune. Oh, man. A Saturday Night Live last night was, well... Up until the last couple of sketches, which were abysmal. It was really funny. Like, shockingly, like, J.J. Watt was the host. And, well, you never know with athletes. It could be, like, really funny, like, Peyton Manning, you know, Charles Barkley. <sighs> or you could have, like, a, uh, what's that guy's name? Michael Phelps, that douchebag swimmer. He is a douchebag, by the way. Um, that was awful. That was, you know, that was just awful. And J.J. Watt, it's like, you know, yeah, he's he's got a good, you know, he's a personality. People know him around the NFL. Uh, you know, one of the more popular players. Good guy, it seems. Uh, man, it was like, he came out and he did the monologue, and it was so cheesy and bad. And I thought, oh, man, this is, this is going to be rough. And then they, uh, yeah, then they had some great sketches. They had a great Frozen 2 sketch that was hilarious. They had a, uh, a Rudy, uh, you know, spoof. I think it was called Robbie. Was it Robbie? I don't know. I think it was called Robbie. Anyway, and uh, it's like the kid sucks at football. <laughs> the team's in the locker room, and they're rallying behind, you know, the Rudy character. And they're like, he's all heart, coach. We're going to go out there. We're going to do it for Rudy. Rudy's going to get the ball on the final play because we love or, – or Robbie. Robbie's going to get the ball on the final play because we love Robbie. He's going to dress for the game. And then just like in Rudy, all the co all the players – the coach is like, what, are you crazy? And they hand, uh, you know, they hand over their jerseys like, well, if Robbie doesn't play, then I guess I'm out too. And then the coach turns to, uh, to J.J. Watt. He's like, what do you think? And what about you, Riley? You want Robbie to take your spot? No! He sucks at football! You guys want Robbie to play in a playoff game? That is bad crazy! We're gonna lose! He sucks ass! Have you seen him in practice? He's dog I mean, I'm sorry, Robbie, but he... You're dog I mean, he's dog Robbie's got heart, Riley. <laughs> it's gotta count for something. He his pants in practice last week, Stevens. <laughs> Again. I didn't even run at him and hit him this time. All I did was walk over to him, and he crumpled into a little ball, and he said, no, no, not again. It's coming out. It's coming. I mean, you know what? Maybe you don't. Oh, me, man. <laughs> that was good. So there's some good stuff last night with J.J. Watt, and then the last couple, last couple sketches were just awful. Something with like Sasquatch. I don't. Know, I don't even remember. They were just so bad. 
And like idiots, we stayed up and watched it. Just, I don't know. What else are we going to do? Go to bed at a reasonable hour to try and keep our sleep schedule that we have during the week? Yeah, right. So we stayed up and we watched the stupid Saturday Night Live. But it was, you know, mostly most of the time the entire show sucks. And there's, you know, one or two laughs here and there. But this one actually had some, some pretty good sketches. I'll tell you what did suck, though. Holy shit. Am I... Am I not a fan of country music? This Luke Combs? Oh. Like, how many more songs do they need about, like, you know, doing just basic everyday shit that people do, like drinking a cold beer? Oh, this song was so bad. It was... And I just couldn't help myself. I knew... I'm like, fast... You know, I was going to fast forward through the whole, the whole musical act. And then... The wife jokingly said, don't you want to hear this guy? <laughs> and I said, you know what? I want to because I want to know if it's exactly as bad as I think it is. Because I often judge a book by its cover. And this looked like a country and western, you know, music to, like, uh, bang your blood relatives to type of thing. And wear those, like, upturned cowboy hats, you know, walking around with a beer. I got my cold beer on a Saturday afternoon. Watching the football game with my upturned cowboy hat. Oh, it's it's exactly that kind of thing, and and that's why it'll probably it's probably if it's not already it's probably a mega mega hit because it's you know it's like simpleton crap, and not to shit you like look you know I'm sure all the music that I play in here you're listening and you're like oh god here Christ here he goes again with more of this fucking music that I hate that's fine I don't care I don't care what you what you like of mine or don't cuz I hate most country music that's not the classics you know I've said this before on the pod Johnny Cash and like you know these Willie Nelson you know come on and Waylon Jennings the Highwaymen the High Women who are now you know have their version of the Highwaymen song which I love yeah, Dolly Parton oh my god now that's that's music but these fucking, this shit, upturned cowboy hat wearing, you know, fake cowboy nonsense. Oh, it was just so terrible. You want to take a listen? I don't know why I'm doing this. I shouldn't Once be. Once again, Luke Combs. Listen to the, I mean, it's the lyrics. I've had a large mouth bass bust my line. Beautiful girls tell me goodbye. Trucks break down. Dogs run off. Politicians lie. Been fired by the boss. Bust my line. Trucks break down. Dogs run off. Politicians like. Is he being ironic? Because whenever people make fun of a country music song, it's like, oh, you know, my wife left me and my dog ran off, and my truck broke down. And he's literally listing those three things. Is he doing it? Is he doing it ironically? He doesn't look like the type who would be doing anything ironically. And people who listen to country music literally don't know the definition of irony. They're just, you know, because they have like those upturned cowboy hat things, you know, sucking whatever brain cells are left out of their brains. <laughs> Long neck ice cold beer never broke my heart. Well,. How about I'll write a song about what it's doing to your liver, you stupid idiot. She was a Carolina blue jean baby. I mean, that already makes me, like, ill. Because, you know, I hate the Carolinas. Oh, <laughs> uh, fire in her eyes that drove me crazy. Red tail lights. Uh, so beer never... So he's in a, he has an alcohol problem. 
He ain't got a problem with catching bass on the fishing line or his truck brave or football team, but all it needs is his beer. Doesn't need a truck or fishing or food or girls or a job. Like diamond rings and football teams have torn this boy apart. Like a neon dream it just dawned on me that bars and this guitar and long neck ice cold beer never broke my heart. Ooh. Songwriters Jonathan Singleton, Luke Combs, and Randy Montana. There's no fucking chance that that's a real name, Randy Mar Montana. Jesus, it just keeps going. I can't, t I can't, I, this is disgraceful. Long neck ice cold beer. Jesus it makes me sad. I was very depressed living in North Carolina because of, you know, I, I can't... That whole scene... That whole scene, man. It's just not my scene, man. I don't know what that accent is. It's a whole scene, man, and it's just not my scene, man. Not for me. Just the... Yeah. Just the whole, like... Beers and football and fishing. <laughs> and I love football. I, you know, I've been fishing a couple times. It's fine. I just don't need somebody singing about... I don't want people singing about the shit that I'm doing. Like, just, I'm, I'm already doing it. You don't need to sing about stuff. And I'm not really fond of beer. So, long neck, ice cold beers. I don't know. My song would be, long neck, ice cold beers make me sleepy. <laughs> I can... Half of a long neck ice cold beer makes me take a nap. <laughs> when I'm watching football, I have a little beer and then I get sleepy and I sleep for four hours. And then when I try to go to bed because I got work the next day, I can't fall asleep until 4 a.m. And then the alarm goes off an hour later. That's That's my song. Anyway. God damn it. Am I suddenly am I suddenly not hating that song as much? Playing it that's a motherfucker, that's a catchy song. I still hate it and I hate country music and I hate you know, I hate uh, people who have fishing lines <laughs> and upturned cowboy hats. <laughs> oh man, and the south in general. Oh, anyway, so yeah, that was that was fast forward time for me last night, and then yet here I am. I literally just listened to the whole goddamn song in the Birthday Boy podcast. All right, I'm gonna wrap it up. That's enough. I've talked about enough things. So I'm gonna take another little water break and then uh, and then actually close up shop so I can get back to uh, watching a little NBA. I switched over to the basket. I've got the I've got the waste management open on one TV because I enjoy watching the 16th hole. Uh, you know, in, in, out in Phoenix where they, they, they drink and they, you know, I bet a lot of people at that 16th hole enjoy a good, uh, what's his name? Randy Montana. Who's the guy that just sang that song? Ray Combs, host of uh, Family Feud, who is no longer with us. What's his name? Luke Combs. Luke Combs. Of course his name's Luke. 
can you even be a country singer without being named without being named Luke or uh, Kenny? I'm gonna go see Kenny and Luke and the Florida Georgia line. Mm, sit in the back of a pickup truck on a southern Saturday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it makes me ill. And then, 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 and then people just write songs about this shit that these hillbillies do, which isn't much of anything. Drink and, you know, ride around in their trucks. Tying fishing lines. Ah, you know what? I'll sing about the stupid shit that those rednecks do, and then they're going to pay me millions of dollars. I don't know how they get this money, because they're sitting around with their upturned cowboy hats, drinking, (laughs) sitting in the back of their truck all day. But whatever money they can scrounge up, they're going to pay to hear me sing about the shit that they do uh, when they're not at the concert listening to me sing about the shit that they do when they're not at concerts. Oh, what a racket. i got to start writing country songs. It's as simple as that. You know, I'm a fat fuck with a beard. I look like, a, I look like one of those inbred <laughs> country guys. i got to start writing these songs. I got my beer koozie and my... Big screen TV in the garage next to my truck. I mean, that's it. If I sat here, I mean, that's just, uh, you know, if I sat here and wrote a few more lines and a little catchy little hook, that's it. That's it. I'm wasting my time. You know, this Australian Keith Urban guy comes over and he's got all these country songs and he's a mega star. You don't have to be from, you you know, you can be some asshole from, you know, nowhere near the, the southern country and write about this shit. It's not that complicated. It's just writing about people sitting around all day and their truck breaking down and fishing lines and, you know, all that, you know, my dog ran away. By the way, dogs don't typically run away. Like, it's man's best friend, loyal companions to the end. How come all these southern rednecks have their dogs running away? Did you ever think maybe because your life, your lifestyle and your life is just fucking dreadful and just so shitty? That's why your dog's running away, because it sucks to be around you, because all you do is listen to country music and drink it out long, tall, ice cold beer all day. Rover ain't coming back, he ran away. <laughs> I'd fucking run away, too. Oh, I lived in the South. I couldn't run away fast enough. Holy shit. Is that it? That's all I was going to talk about. All right. We're going to come back and wrap it up. Birthday Boy Podcast. Stick around. Mm. Sleepier and sleepier by the second. You don't hear these guys singing about long, tall, redneck beers or whatever. Long neck beers. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what these. I don't know what the songs that I like. I don't know what any of them are about, really. Because who gives a shit about lyrics? And I sure if if any of these songs started singing about the shit that I do, that's when I'm done listening. But these southerners like, hey, that's the shit that I do. <laughs> My dog ran off, and I like beer. (laughs) 
In fact, I'm gonna go listen to some songs and sing about that sort of thing. Huh. Oh, what's this guy saying? Don't know, don't care. But if he suddenly was like, huh? Sitting around playing video games. I'm like, no, no, no. You don't need to describe my life to me. I'm, I'm in it right now. I don't need it. I don't need it regurgitated back to me. Oh, all right. What else? Is that about it? Yeah, that's that's definitely about it. Had enough. Done enough. Said enough. Offended enough with my. You know, I want everybody to listen to the Birthday Boy podcast, but I want I want Southerners to know that I'm I'm you know gonna make fun of your your music, your way of life. But I do make fun of everybody else too, you know. The New the New England way of life ain't all that great either, and frankly, it ain't that much different. I'm in New Hampshire. There's a lot of there's a lot of that long, tall neck, redneck beer stuff going on here too. So, so it ain't it ain't much different anywhere else. Oh man. All right. Let's, let's be done with this. It's almost four o'clock. And I gotta get this. I have to get this podcast posted so that you can, you know, have my Super Bowl predictions. <laughs> so that's what you're all. That's what everybody's been waiting for all week, right? You're waiting for the Super Bowl picks. Yes, yes, you are. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with me. Honesty. That's what we have here. If nothing else, on Birthday Boy podcasts, we have honesty. And I'll be honest when I tell you I flipped over from Fox to the basketball game and I'm watching New Orleans up 95 to 92 against Houston. This is a heck of a game. I was wasting my time watching, you know, Gronk dance around like a meathead. And for some reason there's an interview with somebody who I shall not name who has a big fat ass and horrible hair and a big red tie that goes, you know, hangs down past his nuts. Like, "Oh, cool." Came to watch the Super Bowl countdown. Let's watch this interview. So, no thanks. I got the waste management open. I got the basketball game. Cool. I'm, I'm locked in. I'm locked in with this for the rest of the day. And, uh, you know, there might be a nap in my future. I need a nap. I need many naps. And, uh, you know, if I'm lucky, some hillbilly will sing about my naps someday. And then I'll pay them lots of money to go hear them sing about my, hey, that's what I, I nap all the time. He's singing about their naps. Take my money, please, sir. <laughs> and that's that would be my my ideal my ideal ta- tailgate would be just uh, yeah. Well, my ideal tailgate is not ever going to a tailgate. And then uh, if I did have to, it would be uh, yeah, just taking a nap. While everybody's doing all the things that uh, Luke, whatever, Luke Cooter. Well, <laughs> I've already forgotten his name. It was Luke something. I, I lost it. Combs? No. Yeah, Combs. He's singing about the beer drinking and all the redneck things. And I would just, I'm having a nap. That one guy's having a nap while everyone's drinking beer. It almost seems like he doesn't want to be here. (laughs) 
he makes himself laugh with his terrible jokes. I wish he would just shut the fuck up. <laughs> something, something, you know, rhyme. Something that rhymes with jokes. <laughs> oh my god. I'm I'm delirious now. There's way too way too tired. All right, let's finish up. I want you to uh I thank you for five-star reviews on iTunes and I ask that you leave a five-star review if you haven't. Uh and to follow uh you know, subscribe and all that stuff on iTunes, on Spotify, any place else you can get quality podcasts like this one. And please tell your friends, tell your family, tell people, yeah, you know, if you got a coworker, be like, hey, man, you got to listen to this. You know, like what Nate did. Follow Nate's example. Super fan Nate. <laughs> See, if you're, and, and by the way, if you own your own business and, or if you're the boss, make your employees listen to the Birthday Boy podcast because what else, what are they going to do? You're the boss. So that's, as my order to you is to, if you manage anybody, if you own a business, if people report to you, uh, your next assignment, your next project is to make your employees, your subordinates, I prefer the word subordinates, um, you know, because they are, they're less than you. Uh, they're not full people. They're, they're underlings and you are the Supreme Emperor. And as Supreme Emperor, I demand, and, and, and me as a Supreme Emperor to all of you, um, I demand satisfaction, and I demand that you force your uh, your subordinates to listen to Birthday Boy podcasts, and then report back on their laughter, and hopefully they will laugh because they find it funny. But if they laugh because uh, they feel like their jobs are in jeopardy, that's just fine with me too. All right, uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. As always, in all seriousness, I love you. If you're a listener to this podcast, many of you I probably know personally, and those of you that I don't, I love you anyways, if we haven't met just for listening, for being a subscriber, for being a listener, it really, really uh, means a lot to me. So thanks, gang. I hope you enjoyed this week, and uh, mm, next week there might, uh, next week I'm just going to say right now there's no podcast next week. I got stuff going on, and it's doesn't seem likely that uh, that I'll be able to squeeze in a podcast. If you hear a podcast next week, that's purely going to be a, a surprise bonus because I was able to manage to have some time to do it. Uh, otherwise, it'll be two weeks until the next podcast, I'm pretty sure. Okay, that's all. Thanks. Uh, positivity, dumb kindness matters, or so they tell me when I'm following their car and they have these bumper stickers telling me all the things I need to do. Live, laugh, love. Uh, and that's it. Um, yeah, what else? Nothing. Okay. Oh, and email birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com. Send me an email, birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com. Tell your friends to listen. Force your employees to listen. Make them do it or, they'll, or they're fired. That's as simple as that. And thanks for listening. Okay, talk to you uh, the next time we do a podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Later, Gators.
good news, everybody. There's a bonus Cousin Cliffy phone call. Oh, uh, yeah, Cliff? Cliffy, Cliffy, this is Cousin Cliff, Cliff. Uh, Cliffy, it's, it's your cousin Cliff. Cousin Cliff, Cliff, could you call me back? Oh, Jesus Christ, Cliff, I, I got problems. I need you to call me back, Cliffy. Uh, my parents took away my internet again, you know what I mean, Cliff? Uh... You know, they, they need me, they want me to, they want me to come down and uh, attend, they're, they're having a big Super Bowl party tonight, Cliffy. You know what I mean? They're having a Super Bowl party, Cliff, and I'm supposed to be there. You know, they want me to sing some songs. Uh, they want me to sing songs from, you know, from church, you know, some of the, some of the Psalms, Cliff. Psalms. And uh, they, they're saying that I can't get my internet back until I come down and watch the whole goddamn Super Bowl with their stupid friends. And I, I gotta sing songs and I gotta do uh, fuck, fucking voice, goddammit. Here's, here's the problem. I was planning to watch the Super Bowl up in my bedroom, if you know what I mean. Because I was going to crank up the TV so that the Super Bowl, because the game was too loud, so they couldn't hear what I was doing in my bedroom, Cliffy. You understand what I mean, Cliff? I was going to watch the Super Bowl. I'm making finger quotes, Cliff. Finger quotations. I was going to watch the Super Bowl in my bedroom with the door locked. And, uh, you know, enjoy the Super Bowl, if you know what I mean, Cliff. You know what I mean, Cliffy? Uh, but now I gotta, I gotta sit down on a fucking couch with all those stupid friends, all the, all the, all the grown-ups who watch the Super Bowl, and then at halftime, they're gonna turn off the TV, and they're gonna make me sing all those psalms, Cliffy. I don't, I don't wanna sing fucking songs for the fucking friends of the fucking time about Super Bowl. Fuck goddamn voice. Anyways, Cliff. Uh, here, here's why I'm calling you, because uh, I was hoping, you know, uh, they, they took away my internet, and I can't get the internet back until I sing the stupid songs at the stupid Super Bowl halftime show, so I was hoping maybe, maybe, Cliffy, maybe, could you, uh, maybe drive over here, you know, you know, with those magazines, Cliff? You know, you've been promising those magazines for like two years, Cliffy, and, uh, well, here I am, I'm looking around my room, uh, I don't have two things, I don't have internet, uh, I don't have, uh, I don't have those magazines, and, uh, I guess three things, I don't have, uh, I don't have a giant erection either, Cliffy, if you know what I mean. Uh, so yeah, anyways, Cliff, uh, I was hoping if you could bring those magazines, uh, then, then I won't have to go down and sing stupid songs at stupid halftime shows, stupid, 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 stupid friends, Cliff, and that way I could just, uh, you know, I could just read the magazines, you know, and then I, then I wouldn't need internet, I wouldn't need the internet, because I could just have those magazines, Cliffy, if you could just be a pal, help out old cousin Cliff for once, Cliffy, come on, Cliff, come on, Cliff, just be a pal, Cliffy, bring me those magazines, will you, Cliff, all right, uh, call me back, Cliffy. It's your cousin Cliff. Cliff, call me back. I don't want to sing songs. I don't want to sing psalms during the halftime of stupid songs. And stupid Super Bowl. I don't want to sing, Cliffy. Get, I want stupid magazines because my stupid internet got taken away because my parents are stupid, Cliff. Okay, call me back, Cliff. Call. Uh -huh. oh, Mom, my voice. My voice just keeps crying all the time, Cliff. You got. You got to bring me those magazines, okay? I'm going crazy. I'm going crazy, Cliff. This is cousin Cliff. Cliff, call me back, Cliff. Give me the magazines, Cliff. Do it, Cliff. Bye, Cliff.